0: E This video brought to you
1: by storyboard.com
2: Welcome to the 24th podcast from the principal cast crew. We are all back together tonight, and that means we're going to hear from Teresa Stagger, Jessica Johnson, and myself, Spike Cook. This is a weekly roundtable discussion about current topics in education leadership. For more information, please visit our website at www.principalcast.com. You can connect with us in other ways, such as uh, through Twitter, at PrincipalCast, or... Find us on iTunes or video on YouTube. Tonight's topic, the after-school principal, is brought to you by Storyboard That. That's the world's best storyboard creator. You can enjoy 25% off any purchase today at storyboardthat.com slash teachercast. Before we go into our main topic, we always like to start out with finding out how everybody is. So... Jessica Johnson, back from her time off, and it looks like she is ready to go and share with us how she's been doing.
1: You know, I don't. I feel like we just talked. I don't know what has happened in the past two weeks, <laughs> other than work and wrestling. That's about it. But the Badgers won, so that's good, and you all can join me in cheering on Wisconsin.
3: We're going to have to. There's nobody left to cheer for. Yeah, we're great. You can cheer for us. I know you are um, great.
2: I thought I, they played phenomenally over the weekend, so I'm I'm all in. Did.
3: They yeah. did. There's no yeah. spike on that team, though.
2: No, there's not.
3: Well, we'll have to change that then. I
1: and just something else. Um, I did have uh, Tony Sinanis, Aaron Simpson, and I had wrote uh, a while ago. We co-wrote um an article lead like a pirate that was published through NASP this week. So
2: oh, very cool.
1: Um, I'll try to tweet that out. Lead like a pirate.
2: Yeah, well, we have to unpack the pirate soon. Because I've, you, you know... Unpack I've, the pirate. Yeah, we do, we do. It's going to have to come. Because, you know, my theories <laughs> on pirates and my my philosophy on all this. And, and I, honestly, I haven't read the book yet. I think the guy who does it uh, he's amazing. But I, I just want to see the connection because I, I don't like pirates.
3: We had, for those of you who don't know, when, when we first discussed this book, <laughs> it probably was within our first like two or three shows, and, and Spike went off on this tangent about how pirates are bad and they're and the they're the ones who take things over and it, yeah. You know, and so we were, you know. So the the pirate thing is kind of a touchy subject for Spike. It and really Spike, is. weren't you supposed to dress like a pirate for Halloween?
2: I, I, I
1: forgot
3: about that. I her.
2: think I did, but I didn't want to like continue like the stereotype of of, of pirates. But see, I, I guess you know what I need. I need to. Read the book. I really do need to read the book. It really book. is.
3: Like, and it's exact, a great book. And, you
1: can't knock it. Yeah, I'm I not knocking
2: it. it, and I'm not knocking the author. But I'm just saying that the... You
1: better not because he's my person I'm shouting out tonight.
2: He is?
3: Yeah. But row.
2: Well, I have no problem with him at all. In fact, he's probably doing an awesome job and he's a great educator. My yeah. concept is with pirates. I just don't understand why we like pirates in this society. <laughs> they do not do good things. They never did. They never yeah. did.
1: Yet, you like to watch Honey Boo Boo. <laughs>
3: right.
2: <laughs> and Honey Boo Boo is trying. She's trying her best.
3: God bless her. Oh, my gosh. Teresa, okay. how are
2: you doing tonight?
3: I'm doing fantastically. <laughs> Michigan, Michigan and Michigan State lost today, so it's been a good day oh. in my house. It was tough. But I was, <clears throat> I was excited on Friday to finally get Dr. Spike Cook on the Michigan bandwagon.
2: You did. Because
3: he wanted nothing to do with it after the Fab Five that happened you know, 25 years ago. <laughs> so once we explained to him that we were all like, I don't know, 10 the last time there was a Fab Five in Michigan and that we have a spike on our team, he was a little more more okay to jump in. So then he jumped in today and sent me a message on Facebook that, it was not looking good, and it was not looking good.
2: Oh, it was such a good game, and it was so close. Both the games today were awesome.
3: and um, But the cheese stands alone, so we now all all root for Wisconsin. Which Yay! Is big, as long as there's still a big 10-team left, and and it's Wisconsin, I'm all in.
2: So we know that you're not feeling well, but what kind of week did you have?
3: Um, I had a good week. Um, we had... I'm <laughs> They're being crazy in the chat room. It's feisty. It's like we get everybody together, and they're all, Craig Yen's back, Chris Nessie's back. They're on fire. Um, my week was good. Uh, we had we had our open house on Thursday, which um, is not, for those of you who are in private schools, you know what, a, um, what an open house in a private school is like. It's very, very different because it's more of a recruiting thing than just an open house. So it was a long week, and then, uh, but it made for a nice, relaxing weekend because it was over. And we have—I have an accreditation visit this week, and I also have a visit from a Twitter pal tomorrow at school, which I'm really excited about. It is—he's um, at St. Mike's. K uh, Let me find his Twitter handle. I'm—it's Nicholas Harrington. He's at St. Mike's Kinder. Um, he's actually—he's a, a principal. Uh, he, he teaches kindergarten, but he wants to be a principal. And so we've been tweeting back and forth. And he is from Michigan, but he is going to be—he's um, going to be here for opening day tomorrow. Tiger's opening day is tomorrow, so you know, thank goodness we have that to
0: look forward to. <laughs> and, so he's going to stop uh, at gonna, your school. Yeah, he's going to oh, stop. Oh, that's at awesome.
3: Because we're only like twenty minutes south of um, of the city, so he's going to stop and visit early tomorrow morning, and I'll get to show him around and.
2: That's so really be very cool. cool. And yes. I think he'll really like our show next week because we're talking about aspiring administrators, what they're going to need to know. So,
3: That's right. So, Spike, what about you?
2: Well, um, other than just writing and writing and writing... Um,
3: and what are you writing, busy. Dr. Spike I'm, Cook?
2: I'm working on a book... Yeah,
1: on, who didn't tell me anything about it.
2: We're going a book on connected educators <laughs> oh. that... Uh, you know that Jessica, you know, was very instrumental in helping me become a connected educator, and she doesn't know apparently about the book that I'm writing, and I feel really bad about that.
3: Yeah, because you didn't tell me. I thought <laughs> he I did. I thought he thought did. Box, <laughs> he did but... tell you in the box. I think it was during the time that you just started over that I declared yeah. boxer
1: amnesty because you guys box like eighty times in a day, and I gave <laughs> up.
3: Yeah. Yes. So I think it so... was
2: there. I, I, yeah, so I've been doing that, but we are um, we are doing the same thing that Teresa is doing. and you might find that ironic because I work in a public school, but uh, one of the things that I've discovered is that we are losing about 35% of our kindergartners to private and charter schools. So, we are going through a whole planning process right now about how to address this problem and it's everything from the appearance to our school, way we look at visitors, um, the uh, curriculum, the emphasis on K1 and 2, we are just really going through a systemic process on change and I'm really excited about that so I'm, I'm Hoping to, to talk more about that as it comes through, but we did a couple workshops this week where we actually had our staff um, voluntary uh, before school come in and start going through um, what we call a, um, an affinity chart where you develop ideas, you brainstorm ideas about the root cause of the problem. And then the next stage is you develop a, solu- a solutions matrix where you have the teams uh, work together again to develop solutions for the problem. And it was awesome. I mean, people just were working together. And we're talking about everybody from our custodians to our uh, instructional aides, you know, teachers, nurses, guidance counselors. So it's going really well. Um, and I'm reading a book, uh, How to Walk to School, right now about the Nettlehorse School in Chicago. And uh, really excited about the things that they've done, and I was able to connect with the author on Twitter, so I'm hoping to one time have her on.
3: Spike, I just want to throw in um, something for the for those of you who are who are listening. <clears throat> when Spike just mentioned all of the people that he had in that meeting and you know you were discussing that it wasn't just the teachers but it's the custodians and it's the you know the counselors and and the um, support staff too I think there are <clears throat> there are times that we don't remember or don't um, don't take into account enough how much our support staff can be um, can be a, a such a huge help in things like this because they' they they bring a different view of the challenge to the table and I think that in a lot of you know any type of school improvement thing you have to make sure that you're involving your support staff
2: exactly and I, I think they feel um, they feel a part of it which is good and many of them are residents. You know, or send their kids and i yeah. and I think that's a, that's an awesome story, so i'm excited uh you know next week we're going to continue to work on that, and then um we're going to talk a little bit more the following week about what <clears throat> well, we're going to be planning this out, but we're going to do a whole f- we have somebody coming uh for for an entire day, and they're just going to film everything from you know, the buses coming in to the after-school programs and everything in between, and then that's going to be, uh, you know, we're going to, of course, edit that out, and then that's going to be our, our video that we're going to be showing at our open house coming up uh, on April 16th, so very excited.
3: Can you go one more time, Spike, on what the book, um, Melinda Miller was asking, just for a, um, just a, a reminder of what the the Walk to School book is. Oh, was.
2: sure, sure. Um, anything for Melinda. Um, my, <laughs> my my Twitter uh, grandma. Um,
1: <laughs> she loves it when you say that. She does. So. She loves
2: it. She loves that. Um, at How to Walk to School is about the Nettle Horse School in Chicago where they had an out-of-box thinking principal uh, that was dealing with a lot of these same issues um, where the local students were not going and not attending the Nettle Horse School in Chicago. Um, And so kids were getting bust all, you know, throughout the city. The, the, when she took over, the building was like sort of in decline, but it was an older building, very historic looking building. And she met with a couple of parents and basically said, what can I do to make your kids come to this school? Mm -hmm. So they went back and they kind of, thought about some different ideas, and they came back and they talked to her about it. And she said, okay, that's awesome. Let's do this. So I think they started out with eight parents, and then it just took on from there. And, you know, there's a bunch of videos that are out there of the transformation. Uh, the book just goes through and chronicles, you know, what they did step by step and how they did it. Mm-hmm. And it's just phenomenal. I mean, I, I'm, I'm loving it and I'm hoping to, to apply some of those principles at our school. Wow. Yeah.
3: To add that to my list. It's, I'm I'm having kind of a there's a there's a weird weird thing happening right now because Jeff's got the split screen going on the video, but oh no, it's off again. Um, but the split screen had the chat going up right next to the video, but the chat is live and the video is off. Oh, I
2: wasn't, you know, it's funny I wasn't even looking at that, but you know, Brian had asked me a question uh, in the chat about uh, total quality management tools, and it sounds like uh, Dr. Deming, and Brian is exactly right. We have consultants that work with us uh, in a systemic process that we use, and I've blogged about this, but Brian, you are right on. We we are using some of the you know the, the total quality management tools that um, businesses use in order to identify and solve problems in your organization. So very cool connection there, Brian. Okay. So, but we're not talking. I mean, this isn't even our topic. I mean, this is this is crazy. But you know what? I feel like we're just back together talking again. This is
3: we got the band back together. <laughs>
2: But unfortunately, we have someone who has, like, one sinus down, so that's So <laughs> She's just it not just, feeling it. It
3: right. just makes me quieter this week. You should take it yeah. while you got it.
2: <laughs> okay, so um, let's talk about our main topic tonight. The last time that we tackled this, unfortunately, Jessica couldn't be here, but we are talking about the after school and before school, uh, for some of us, uh, principal. So let's talk about this. Uh, After school, the bell rings. Jess, what happens there? What happens from there?
1: Um, For me, once the bell rings, I'm on parking lot duty. I always joke and say, I'm going to play in the parking lot now. Um, And then usually after that, I run in for an IEP meeting or a staff meeting or another meeting with with a teacher. Um, It's very rare that I don't have a meeting. Um, and then I am usually done by like 3.45 with whatever meeting, and then I just work until 5. I Whether that's just catching up
2: on paperwork or... or yeah. So what time do you guys get out? We get out at 2.50. Okay. So everybody's sort of cleared out by about 3 o'clock, 3.15?
1: Um, yeah, students, but right. the staff are here until 3.30ish.
2: Okay.
1: 3.30 3:30 is the official time unless we're in a, a meeting that goes longer. Okay. Um, and then usually I'm sitting in my office alone from 3.45 until 5 just, you know, catching up on work.
2: And is 5 o'clock like, um, is that something that you came up with or is that like, and, and is it that like is hard? That
1: is my time. That's is it a
2: hard 5 o'clock or is it a soft 5 o'clock?
1: Uh, sometimes I stay later, <laughs> and my husband texts and says, where are you? <laughs> um, yeah, but it's typically it's, it's 5 o'clock.
3: Chris okay. Nestle wants to know when we take a huge sigh of relief that the day is actually over. Um,
2: Usually when I'm in never. my car.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it, is it to the point that you're like, okay, because for me, in all honesty, once the kids leave, and the kids are out the door, and the students are out the door, and my children, my two children are in latchkey because they love latchkey, and I can sit down and know that there's no one left.
1: Yeah, that's I think for mine. me it's after, you know, whatever, after school meeting, and then it's like, okay, I can get some work done now.
3: Yes, that's, that's what, I, yeah, that's mine too. And it's not really a sigh of relief that the day is over. It's a sigh of relief that the part of the day that I cannot control is over.
1: Yes. Yes, and Craig Yen just asked, is the day ever over? No, because even when I leave at 5, I'm packing up my bag, deciding what I'm going to work on after my kids go to bed and I'm bringing it home or after my kids go to bed, I come in. Like you can see right now, I'm in my office.
2: (laughs) So does it matter then what time your your teachers leave, Jess?
1: Um, My teachers, by contract, they are here Monday through Thursday until 3.30. Friday, they can leave at 3.00. Um, And they do have to stay to that time. Um, I do have teachers that stay later than that. Um, I'm not out there policing it. Um, If they are going to leave early, though, they do have to put it in our online system and that that time is docked if they leave before 3.30. Wow.
2: Even if it's like 10 minutes? Yes. And what if if they say, look, I have this doctor's appointment, Um, can I just go?
1: No, they have to put it in. I, I and I don't like that, but
2: really, that's that's like a district uh, policy. Yep, okay. Yep. Wow.
3: That's not
2: me. <laughs> How about you, Teresa? What time? What time do you guys get over? And and or what time's your school day get over? And what time do you get out?
3: <clears throat> um, my school day is over at the bell rings at three thirty, but. Um, the teachers are required to stay until 3.45 unless we have a meeting. We have meetings on Thursdays after school and um, those usually go until 4.30 they start at 3.45 and then they go till 4.45 maybe 5 o'clock depending uh, because we only have a full staff meeting once a month maybe twice a month depending on how many Thursdays we have but I'm usually you know it depends on the date. My kids, my children are six and four so they're in kindergarten and preschool and they're, they go to the school, they attend the school that I'm the principal at. So they're involved in a lot of the after-school activities. And for my daughter, it's not a big deal, but Jacob is a preschooler. And because of that, I have to be at the activities he's at. So like Mondays, we leave immediately at 345 because we have to be at the bowling alley at 4.00. Or um, on Wednesdays, we have to be at Lego Club, but I can work while they're at Lego Club because it's in the gym, and I can sit in the gym and get work done. So, I, I mean, realistically, I'm out of the building by 5 o'clock every day if we don't have to go somewhere else. But I think it's really only feasible because my kids um, because my kids love to be in Lashkey so much. <laughs> you know, that's really the only reason it's, it, it's doable that way for right now.
2: You know what I was just thinking about what like is there a difference like because I spend a lot more time after school, um, but i'm also I'm also the husband right, so I was wondering, is it different or more difficult being a female education leader of a building with all the additional responsibilities?
1: Well, I think it depends what your setup is, I guess, my husband works from home, so he's kind of the wife, and, he can, <laughs> and I know that sounds horrible. I'm, sure he,
3: <laughs> element I'm no, sure he loves when he's that, too. I'm sure he does, too.
1: But no, he, I, I don't take my kids with me to school, even though they come to school here. I could not get work done if one of them was here with me, so <laughs> yeah. he drops them off in the morning. He picks them up at the end of the day. Wow.
3: Um, so I, I, it works for us. See and okay. we discussed that too because my I bring the kids to school but only because I can't get up early enough to make it not <laughs> to, to <laughs> not <laughs> make them because because I just don't I don't do mornings I'm just not I'm not a morning person and I'm trying to be Chris Nassi introduced me to this 5 a.m. super podcast and I got so pumped about it for a couple of days and I I just am not I'm not a morning person but so the the deal is because my husband works downtown Detroit so It's out of his way to drop the kids off at school. Not terribly, but it is out of the way. So if I can get out of the house by like 7 o'clock where there's no way that I could take the kids, then he brings them and it's no big deal. But I just, uh, because I'm working, I I prefer to work into the evening. You know, after the kids go to sleep, I prefer to do a lot of my busy work at night. So, you know, it works out okay for me.
1: How about you, Spike?
2: I... I tend to stay... I, I can't get in early enough. I think when we did this before, I talked about like the, the before-school principal. Yeah. And, uh, so I usually get there around 8 o'clock, and we start at 8.50. So that gives me enough time. But there are, there are literally teachers there at 6 in the morning when the building is opening up. Uh, I, too, am trying to make my mornings more productive. I'm trying to use that time to go to the gym and stuff like that. But... Uh, before everybody gets up, which proves to be a little bit difficult. So after school, I would say everybody's cleared out, you know, dismissal and everything like that by 4 o'clock. The school itself is pretty much a ghost town um, because a lot of the the teachers come in early because we start so late. So, um, you know, and and two, they have a lot of different things that go on after school. And I, I certainly don't begrudge anybody from either staying or not staying it's it's completely up to them. We have a couple of after school programs that go on, but most of our stuff is done in the morning but I will usually work until about six o'clock i need i for some reason I just need that extra time and sometimes it'll go later um because I try to um Get things done so that when I do come home, that I don't have extra stuff. Now, grant I'm not the one that's doing dinner and all that kind of stuff. My job is the cleanup crew. So my wife cooks, and I do the cleanup. So, uh, but most of the time, and just the, over the last three years, being somewhat new, um, I, I've had a lot of late nights. I mean, I just I don't feel like I could get as much done if I didn't stay after. But if I had to leave and take care of the kids and all that kind of stuff, it really would pose to be very difficult. So I uh, I certainly don't, you know, I, I don't envy that situation. And I just do wonder if that if that impacts uh, women in leadership roles. Oh, I and
1: think it still does. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, even though my husband is home during the day, if I don't get home to make supper, they'll eat Fruit Loops. Like in um, the nights that I have to stay for a board meeting, like the kids go to bed, like, in their clothes from the day, homework not done, they're up late. Like, it. it there's still pressure. Like, I still need to go home and be a good mom.
2: Right. Yeah, and then not to mention, like, all the activities that they're in. Like, I want to support the kids at my school that are doing the different activities. But, you know, my kids are also in karate and soccer and, you know, basketball and all that kind of stuff. So it it is is a little bit difficult to to balance that out. Um, But I like that time just to be able to get things done. But I find that the later I stay, it's because – I have people that will stop in, so they'll stop in and they'll want to talk, which is fine because a lot of times you don't get a chance to really chat during the day. So that just puts things back. But I, I'm, I'm just obsessed with, like before I leave, I want to make sure that I have all my parent phone calls made, that I have everything ready for the next day. Uh, i probably overemphasize my email and to see to make sure that I'm you know caught up on my email so I make sure to, to get all those things done before I leave and sometimes that takes longer than others.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I I try to go to school events at night too um, not even I mean just obviously I'm at any school event but like sporting events um, middle school and high school sporting events just to like be in support of them. Um, we are all in one building which is probably very unique compared to most principals Mm -hmm. that you know our high school kids are still in the same building so um, I try to go to those but it um, my family comes with me and it's that was our decision you know when I got this job of should we live in the community or not and we decided to because then you know all of the stuff I go to its benefit of my family and the school both at the same time so it's 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 like they live here too
2: yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's that's all the time and that's tough for me because I'm about forty five minutes away, yeah. um, and and I like that that I can have that drive and I can have that downtime, um, but it, it's it's interesting. I just saw a, a, a chat from. Uh, Simon Miller, who said, I used to stay really late, but I found that no matter what, there will be always be more work, important to commit to a cutoff time and go home. So I'm sure as Simon's saying that, my wife is probably saying that even though she doesn't listen to this podcast, uh, she's probably <laughs> saying like, amen, you know, because I do just get into a rut and I want to get everything off my plate. And, you know, and he's exactly right. I come in the next day um, and there's still more to do. Yeah. You know, I had
1: a while where my goal was to be done by five, um, to only have one day on the weekend that I'd work. Um, And for a while, I was doing really good. I think it was last year that I did pretty good at following that of not bringing home the work, of, you know, only working a little bit on Saturday. And I don't know what it is this year. You'd think I'd be better, but we've had so many. Um, issues of, you know, my secretary out and this person out, and I'm having to fill in for things that it I have not
3: been caught up since who knows when. So I've been working all the time. I made a conscious effort this year because I knew how um, you're a first year principal, I, your life well, is just gonna suck. You just no, need to stop. <laughs> just suck it up. Just deal with it. No, it I, because I, I know myself and. And so I made a conscious effort to not, like, I have my work phone, and I don't have, um, I don't put my email on my personal phone. And on Saturdays, I just don't turn it on. Like, I just, I won't. And I, I have taken Saturdays as a no-work day, because if, if there's anything that is, you know, if, if anything, if the school's burning down or something is absolutely hugely Awful. They have my cell phone number, so they can get a hold of me if they need to. But nothing is so important that if I take Saturday off, and so it becomes, you know, it's mine and my husband's day. So we can just kind of go out to day. eat. We can just. I, know, I get so jealous. Eat.
2: You guys are always like doing such cool <laughs> go things. Go
1: out to eat without children. Too, I know it's, it's
2: awesome. oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? That's that's interesting because I struggled yesterday, right? And I'll tell you why. I went. I took my son to karate. This is on So It's a Saturday, for those of you who are listening on a podcast uh, later on. So it's a Saturday. So I take my son to a early karate. I get it done. I go to the gym and I did yoga. I came back. I got a few things done. I cleaned up around the house, um, did laundry, did you know vacuuming, You know all that kind of stuff. Then um, I had to go out and I did a bunch of errands and yada, yada, yada. So... I get to the end of the day, like around four or five o'clock, and I'm like, wow, I haven't even done anything. But it was good that I hadn't like done anything, meaning like all the stuff that I needed to do for work.
3: Right. Right.
2: You know. And then I actually went to my buddy's house and we watched the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu tournament. That was so amazing. And uh so I, I had a good like I like like you like I, I kinda tried to take that away. Like that Saturday, and be like, okay, I'm not doing anything, you know, for work. I think it's hard, though, too, because do you, would you also put that in? Like, do you not tweet on Saturdays? Do you not? Oh no, uh, blog and
3: no, for me, that's that's like an outlet. That's fun okay. time and that's learning time. And I I don't I don't see my professional learning as a part of my job, if that makes sense. Because it's something that I I mean I enjoy my job, but I think I tweet less on Saturdays but I'm still involved in it because it's 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 enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, I mean but but wouldn't some people say, you know, that's you you know you're just you're just working more?
3: Probably, but I I think of you know I, for me I've always been someone who who just I learn, that's what I do. It's just I I like to read, I like to research the you know the, the what is it your what are those your um, the way that you, you know, are you a learner? Are you an enabler? Are you <laughs> like an emotional? Right. You know, I, I'm a learner, and so I, I need to do that. And so I don't. Twitter to me is is a way of socially interacting, but it's also it's a learning thing for me. So I, I think for some people it is working. And so you, I think that's one of those things that person by person you have to decide, you know, where where Twitter. <clears throat> excuse me or blogging or Facebook or whatever fall into your into what you're doing and and decide whether or not that's something that you give up on your day off.
1: Um, in the chat room Peggy mentioned about how tech makes it easier to be able to do the work away from the building versus having to you know be in the office working crazy hours and that's a really good point like I um, have made a conscious effort to switch things over to Google Docs as much as I can like um, budgeting like you know, signing POs and whatever. I used to have this big book and I'd have to keep track of it. I put it all on Google Docs so I can just access that stuff at home. You know, anything that I can. I've tried to digitize that so I, you know, don't have to big a gigantic stack of things home with me. Uh, so, yeah.
2: okay. so do you still have that? Like, do you associate Twitter and blogging with work? No. No. Nope. Okay. So if you're gonna if you're just gonna do um you know, although like I haven't off.
1: been on Twitter much with you know being a wrestling mom on the weekends I haven't <laughs> I, I, I'm only on Twitter it seems like when I'm in a scheduled chat at at this point in life but no to me Twitter I don't associate with work
3: yeah okay. and you know what in the chat room and on Twitter I'm getting some some replies on Twitter and and also in the chat room a lot of people are saying Brian Alabek put it really well he said um his PLN time is his personal time his educator is who I am not what I am so PLN time is a natural extension of who I am. Hmm. And, and that's, that's really hard good. for
1: non-educators to understand because, like, you know, I'll be boxing with you guys or, or other principals, and my husband will be like, aren't you are aren't you done with work? And I'm like, actually, no, I'm venting to them, so I don't have to vent to you. This is my <laughs> outlet. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's true. It's true. It, it It has been, I don't think I could have gotten through this first year of, being a principal without having <clears throat> voxer or, or some sort of an outlet to just you know yell or cry or <laughs> or laugh into mm-hmm. you know at you know as it's happening or right after school or whatever,
2: I wonder if some people are a little bit hesitant about joining social media for like say Twitter and associating it with learning and school and being you know whatever it is because they may see it as well i need you know i'm i need to have some downtime away from all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so i've always wondered that because i guess it's really hard for us to to understand you know the the people who are non connected you know in a sense but i try to listen to what they say you know just so that i can just i can kind of understand it a little bit better but i think that's got to be one of the things is that they feel like they just want to leave work at work. But it's so funny that all three of us had said that we don't see that as work. We see that more as, you know, just learning or, I mean, I, I, I equate it to, to, you know, what people were doing 20 years ago, reading the newspaper. You know what I mean? Like I, they didn't seem to be thinking that they were working then. Yeah, They were just catching up on, you know That's a what I mean? really
1: good point. Yeah.
2: So I've always tried, I've always emulated the, um, you know, the fathers that came home from work and they had the newspaper out and no one bothered them. And now that's just me and I come home and I have my phone. Nah, it doesn't. it's not the same. But anyway, you know what I'm trying to say.
1: <laughs> hey, so Craig just asked an interesting <laughs> question and I've always wondered this. I um, wonder if other professions are utilizing Twitter in a similar manner as educators.
3: I think that there. Are, I see a lot of business people using Twitter that way. Be, and the only reason I know <laughs> is because I had tweeted out something for an admin, um, for an admin chat, thinking that it trying using a hashtag, and it was it was not an educational administration chat. It was a business administration chat. Oh, so.
1: And you know what I have that's seen, a, like yeah, um,
3: that's a good
2: question.
1: Pub, author publishing companies. Uh, I'm in when I was working on the fiction writing. Um, I, I know they've got stuff going on too.
2: Well, it's interesting. There are um, there are other people like in business that you know if their business has a philosophy where they don't want that you know they want them to go home and spend time with their family and stuff like that like even you know some big corporations are like that so yeah you're right I wonder like is there a business chat is there a uh, you know banking chat Wall Street chat I don't know I that's a really good question I know that people use Twitter you know for everything nowadays you know from for weather and you know all, all that kind of stuff but I, I don't know that's a really good question
3: um, there's a there's a um, Joe Sanfilippo just had an an amazing quote in the chat room, and he said trying to describe the hours of, it, of an administrator is like telling you to smell the number nine.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh,
3: my God. And here's
1: please. the funny thing about Joe. He always comes up with this stuff.
2: Like, that is amazing. Please, uh, I Craig, it Craig Yen, Yen, please tweet that out. I did. Yeah, Craig Yen,
1: it's our public yeah. relations. Are, actually, yeah, we that. have to be very careful about what we say on this podcast because, oh, sure, he we've he got listeners, but then Craig Yen tweets out our direct quotes. If <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> my husband checks the Twitter feed tonight, Craig Yen, you are in trouble. Wow.
2: <laughs> That's, that's awesome! Funny. Smelling the number nine.
3: That's wow. good. That's good. And there's a lot of people favoriting it. I just, I just tweeted it out. Oh um, boy,
2: that's going so, th- That needs to go on one of those infographics. I know,
3: yeah. Oh, it does. I'll put it in one. Um, so, so here is um, because in our in our doc, and I don't want to lose this while we're um, since we're getting so close to our to when when the bu- the buzzer is gonna go off. Um. Just, um. In the chat room, Brian Elbeck had asked um, if any of us are a part of things after school that require our attendance, and this oh, is part yeah. of what we have on our list. Oh, yes. If you know f- reading really oh, that? Oh, yeah. yes. Other meeting duties meeting as assigned. Yes. 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 <laughs> meeting, minor performing arts, sports, community events. So let's talk about that.
2: Okay. So we in our district, we are not required to go to board meetings. I think that's the big <gasps> thing. Let's do a little round-robin. Oh.
1: Yeah, we are board required way. to go to board meetings, and I have to speak at every board meeting. And and when I say attend board meetings, I don't just mean sitting in the audience and can do work. No, everybody is in a horseshoe, all of the board members with, a, with you know, there's microphones up there, the camera's on us, and I'm sitting up there as well.
2: Interesting.
1: Yes.
3: Oh, Teresa? Uh, but we don't. Ha- well, I have. I do have board meetings, and I'm required to be at the school. It's. We have an advisory council. We can't have a school board, but um, so I'm required to be at the advisory meetings. I am required to either be at or um, or send a representative, one of the teachers, to the PTO meetings, which is usually um, usually what I do for PTO. I went to the first couple just to make sure that we were all on the same page, and then I have teachers go. But as for other group meetings, I have, like, finance committee meetings, things like that. Um, that but that's through the church. But those, and those are on Saturdays, so they're not after school. But to be totally honest, they're Saturdays at 10 o'clock and they're an hour long. And I would so rather they be on Saturdays at 10 in the morning than at you know, to have to go back to work at 7.30 another right. night a week. So, but that's about it for us. Um, yeah
2: we don't we don't have to do board meetings uh and if we do attend uh most of the time if we're doing a presentation that has to be previously scheduled uh or we can just attend and um, yeah so I go to very few of those and it's it's one of those things it's just part of the culture it's not not it's not it's not it's not uh expected um but I mean, we have a PTA meeting, or we have a home school association meeting. We have those right after school, so I don't have to wait, actually, a really long time. Those are held right at 4 o'clock, right at dismissal. And then, um, you know, in elementary school, there's not a lot of, like, nighttime events. Like, I mean, we may have, like, once a month, we, you know, like, we'll have the reading and fitness night, and we'll have all that stuff, which is fine. But now, I can imagine if you had a high school principal on here,
3: Oh well, yeah. Totally
2: different story.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did my internship at, at the high school, <laughs> and it was a total, I mean, it's, you know, you're talking, we had five, five principals at the high school, and wait, you're talking, say,
2: Wait, I'm sorry, say yeah, that again.
3: Yeah, we had five principals. We had one principal and four assistant principals, because there were 2,500 kids in the school. So they've got, and the the. Different principals also acted as counselors, though, so they did a lot of the counseling type um, duties, and then they were in charge of different parts of academics. So they, um, but but each of them they split up, um, you know, the because at each music concert and we had, you know, eight hundred kids in the high school bands, so there were always two concerts, and then we had, uh, you know, and these are four, you know, four times a year. We've got mm-hmm. two band concerts, we've got a choir concert, plus you're talking about you know, games, there always had to be an administrator at one of the, at any of the games that were at the school. Um, it's a whole different ball game with secondary, and I think even middle no pun school intended. is probably a lot like that, too. Yeah, yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> I never intend them. <laughs> but there, um, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's a whole, a whole different, I think middle school is probably a lot like that, too, if there's anybody in the chat room that can, um, that can give us a, a heads up on that too. Oh it's Chris Nessie says that his high school has a principal and four VPs too, one for each grade. Mm-hmm.
2: So Jess, do you do a lot of those events? Because you guys are all on the same campus though.
1: yeah, I um I don't go to all of them. I will I go to the ones that are of interest to in my family. But uh, you know like i we're here for wrestling practice almost every night. So if there's a basketball game then we'll just go from the wrestling practice, and the basketball game, and eat popcorn for supper. And um, or we'll, you know, we'll pick some of the the big games or you know track events that are at home. We don't go away. Um, probably one a week.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but
1: but I don't stay for all of it. Like I don't have to be there. I'm just there with my family. And when it's time for my children to go to bed, you know, we'll duck out and leave early. But I do try to come to, like, you know, when the high school has their concerts or, or whatever, I try to come to those. Um, any, of, and any events that are for the elementary building, I, I am always here for those. Right. I mean, unless for whatever reason I can't make it, I, I am always here in the building when there is something going on for the elementary.
2: When I look at, at at our district, I think, you know, obviously the superintendent and assistant superintendent are at a lot of the, you know, the board meetings. So we, we have them actually twice a month, and then uh, they have all those, like, different committee meetings that they have to go to. Um, when I look at our, obviously beyond just the high school, like, when I look at our supervisors, uh, I think Teresa was talking about this before with, like, our fine and performing arts supervisor. Mm-hmm. He has, he, I don't know if he has to, but he goes to every single um, concert you, you know, in the fall and the spring. There's 11 different schools and they all have different concerts and all different kinds of stuff going on. So it it is a lot. I feel also bad for the athletic director because he also has to go to all those different events that are after mm-hmm. school and they don't necessarily, I don't think they're able to come in later and stay later so they just have to, it's just...
3: Yeah, active. ours isn't. Our athletic director is at everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ours is too. Well, at the at the in the public schools, they were. It's, mm-hmm. it's a different, you know, different situation here. Um, Mr. A. Clark mentioned that he's out at least four nights a week. Easily, it's a great way to engage, though.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I know Joe Sanfilippo d- does a lot, and he he's out a lot as a superintendent. He's talked about that, yeah. um, and also living. You know, I think he lives like right across. He the street lives the-
1: directly across the street. <laughs>
2: Wow, and like, I know
1: that because he'll box and say, "I'm on my way home," and like thirty seconds later, I'm home.
2: Oh my goodness, <laughs> that's pretty, so. Was there any other questions from the um, from the chat room?
3: I don't think so. I think that they are. Um, I think that they're they're kind of having separate conversations. Well, right now, right now, Josie and Filippo is giving Jess some crap about. That's
1: all he does. But you know what, Joe? <laughs> Look at this. I've got my gold crickets cup, so you can't.
3: Oh, good
2: knock for it you. Me.
3: Oh, well done. No, he um he just said that he, that Jess was still on and that he must have missed the freeze. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that never gets old.
3: Yeah. So. Um, He's, Joe said he's at most things, but he chose this, and their family accepted it. They live across the street from the school, which helps. Mm-hmm. So, um, Oh, Chris Nessie wants to play a little word association. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, then, well um, I'll let them know, because they're behind us, that they can... It's get not up. far behind, though, tonight. It's, it seems no, really it's really not. Um, let's do our principles to follow, and then we'll do word association.
2: Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Jessica.
3: Okay,
1: so mine is not a principal. It's Dave Burgess, the author of um, "Teach Like a Pirate." I I know I broke the rules. He's not a principal, but I think no, it's principal- not. The, no, the, I think we I think have to get every beyond principal, that. Well, including Dr. Spike Cook should read. <laughs> Teach like a pirate. So can we have um, him
2: on and have yes! great, the great pirate we will debate? get
1: him on. We will let's get. get on. Let's.
2: You know, I know, and I follow him, and I see what he. He's. I know he's a nice person, and he's a great presenter. But we're gonna have a discussion about pirates.
1: And his wife is an administrator as well. Um, okay. His wife is Shelley Burgess. Um, I'm not gonna spell it right probably. So I won't spell it right now. Oh, that's our timer. Oh,
2: you gotta. I was gonna say you gotta take that call. There we
1: go. No, take that. It's gonna blow up.
2: It's, it's blow
1: good. <laughs> it's been forty-five minutes. It's been forty-five minutes. People, let's keep going. She's gonna turn
2: here. into a, a pumpkin. Um, be, as you know, she like she does not work after our scheduled time. She. <laughs> I'm going to go right to bed. She's, um, she's what we like to call in the podcast community as yabba-dabba-doo, so, you know, the bell rings <laughs> and just like the <laughs> Flintstones and everyone rushes out. I actually did a post on that because I was at another building, not my <laughs> building, and the workday was over and I swore it was like the Flintstones and the bell rings and yabba-dabba-doo. Everybody's sliding down, getting out. Out the door to get their, you know, Brontosaurus burgers and stuff like that.
1: <laughs>
3: what? What? what?
2: First what? Brontosaurus burger reference of the
3: year. Are there going to be more?
2: You never know. You never know. <laughs> but so one. okay. So Dave. So Dave Burgess. Um, yes, and hopefully we can set up the Great Pirate Debate.
3: I just tweeted him. Okay.
2: It. Awesome, um, Teresa.
3: All right, my uh, my principal to follow, who also now is not a principal, but he was. Um, his name is David Barry, and he is um, he was one of my professors at U of M Dearborn, and um, he did a lot of um, he he was the principal in a in a very large district near here in Michigan, and. He did a lot of um, when they opened new schools, they would send him to kind of open the schools, and then he was a superintendent. And he's now on the west side of the state, but he is, I mean, literally just a wealth of information and a super super cool guy. So, David Barry05 is his Twitter handle, and I have tweeted that out as well. And Spike, what about you?
2: Well, apparently, according to Teresa. This principle was noted before, so this is a last week. Last week, so obviously you can tell <laughs> that I don't pay attention. But the person that I, <laughs> that I am going to uh, recommend is Ben Gilpin, and
3: oh,
2: he he's great. he's great. He is from Southern Michigan. That's a uh, a state that you should know very well, uh, Teresa. It's
3: like a hand.
2: It's like a hand. Yeah, that's what I've heard, and um. <laughs> And he has a really awesome blog that I am I, I am very uh, enamored by. It's called Colorful Colorful Principle, uh, the Colorful Principle, and it's colorfulprinciple.blogspot.com. And
3: he's and, also um, on Voxer.
2: He is on Voxer. He
3: is on Voxer. Oh, no, good to know. Jess, can you find his Voxer name and send it to us? Yeah, him? he went pro, so
1: it's Ben Gilpin. <laughs>
3: He, went, he pro.
2: went
1: pro. He went pro. If
3: you get the pro account,
1: you can, you know, make your name that or no, he's Benjamin Gilpin, just like his Twitter handle. Okay. That he's
3: pretty sense. cool then. That's pretty, he is cool. pretty cool. He's a pro. He's a I pro. might
1: work out the three dollars someday.
3: Yeah, maybe. That might be fun. All right. So in order to get out of here in a decent amount of time, we have some um did everybody get their person out right? Yes. 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 Okay, very good. So we have some words. I will read them to you. Nobody look in the chat room. Oops, you'll so okay. You'll ruin it. How come you get to cheat then? Because yeah. I suck at this game. This is her so segment. I can cheat. Okay. That's okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, the first one is April. When? Wet. <laughs> wet. That was mine too. Was wet because it it always rains. Wait, and can
2: I call time out real quick? I, I don't did. know. Did it rain by you guys this week? It
3: snowed. Uh, it snowed. It's snowed.
2: All right, because everyone on the East Coast is real freaked out because you know that, that movie Noah just opened, and it's rained oh, and for it's like raining. three days in a row. I mean, I'm telling you, it has not stopped raining.
3: Well, I'll tell you, and I'll tell Jess the same thing I told her earlier this week, that if that snow comes my way, we're going to have some very strong wording because yes, we're done with it here. Done. 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 No more snow in Michigan. We're less than two inches away from the all-time record, and I don't want it. So you okay. keep that snow, Jess. Whoa, she's that's right. getting a little right getting a my feisty. here. I didn't order the snow. <laughs> we should, but, hold on. Can I say and you keep sending back it here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We've isolated okay. the problem, and the problem is snow. <laughs>
3: that's right. <laughs> right so here's, here's, maybe the, our word for April should have been snow. Yeah, yeah. sure. All right, here's the next word. It is fool's. Fools? I think it was supposed what to be April, April Fools. Gold. Fools Rush In! That's a good movie. Oh, there
2: you go. Oh, is that a romantic comedy?
3: Yeah, oh. that's really old. All
2: right. All right, April Fools, so ironic.
3: So, fun. April Fools is so much fun. All Love right, um, the next one is currently reading. Oh, like How four different books.
1: Um, I'm reading Reading in the Wild by Donalyn Miller, and I'm reading Eric Scheninger's book, Digital Leadership, and I already read it once, and some other books.
2: And I'm reading uh, Vocab Rehab.
3: I do like I go Vocab Rehab. <laughs> I've No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. Uh, how about um, Spring? I think that's a good when.
1: How no. forward did it go?
3: I don't believe you. Right
1: you're not now. even oh, doing yeah. it
2: right. You're—it's no. supposed to be a word.
1: Spring forward.
3: Spring, spring forward. How far did it go?
2: All right, Teresa, I'll—I'll <laughs> I'll play this game That's correctly. Right.
3: Thank you, Spike. <laughs> what I is was all right?
1: Playing spring. Spring. Spring ahead. How spring far ahead did, ahead did it go? Gig. It's not here yet. You're not. You're just not getting me. If you're in a state that's warmer, that didn't snow this week.
3: That's right. They don't understand. Um, so, the, next one is re- the next one is relax. What? What are you talking oh,
2: about? Oh, she's, oh, she's the worst at this game.
1: <laughs> relax. All right. Something that we don't do.
2: That's not the right answer. You have to. Oh, my God.
3: There's no right or wrong Yes, funny. there is. <laughs> Oh good you grief! Relax? I, Spike so cool, so you get to relax. Spike, Spike, here's your word: coffee.
2: Essential.
3: <laughs> yes.
1: What you have <laughs> when the five-hour energy shot runs out.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Why don't, just don't we just don't
3: change say, this? We just can we make a definitely. new
2: segment called <laughs> Jessica just rants on and, and pretend she's doing? What am I?
3: Wrong? What am I doing wrong? Am I only What's
2: a word association? Understand?
3: You're only supposed to answer with one word. Like, I can't totally be... answer in one word. She's just word. so
2: happy that the microphone is. You go
3: in 140 right. characters, okay? Oh Simon, my says Simon says no that he's correct. No, for word association. Sorry, no? I didn't know it was supposed oh, to be one boy. word. Chris Nessie, says, Chris Nessie says, hashtag, follow the rules. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, I didn't realize it was just one word. And <laughs> then,
3: all right, last one then. here is okay. your Here oh, it boy. is. Just one word. See if you can do it. Ready? <laughs> Saturday.
1: I'm afraid to say something. I'm gonna get in trouble. <gasps> Wrestling.
2: There you go. That's there where you I go, Jessica. In my
1: world.
3: Wrestling. There, and she there she, one more she more goes. Really good one. <laughs> one more, and it was a really good one. It's Craig's. Oh, me. What? Freeze. Dodge, Dodge a drop. <laughs> All in one with no space in between. Dodge a <laughs> <and> drop. <laughs> Chris Nessie says, new show, Principal Cast Overtime with Jessica
2: Johnson. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) What? We want to thank our sponsors, (laughs) storyboardthat.com. Remember, all our loyal TeacherCast followers can enjoy 25% off of any package purchased today at storyboardthat.com slash teachercasts. Make sure that you follow our awesome and ever-present Producer Jeff Bradbury at Teachercast on Twitter, teachercast.net for his blogs and resources, and teachercast.tv. Ladies.
1: Can I just say, to <laughs> myself now, was just making up for all of the last words every time I was dropped.
2: Oh. <laughs> that's a good that's one. That's good. That's excellent.
1: Now that I know what we're playing.
3: That yeah, is fair. I couldn't figure out why you're being. Why are they yelling? Yeah, why are
2: they yelling at you? you? <laughs> yeah, yelling at you? Right. Maybe, maybe that's why they said relax. They weren't. They, that wasn't a word association. Maybe they're just telling me to relax.
3: <laughs> oh gosh, That's funny. All right, well, Jess, uh, since since you're back and it's your uh, deal, why don't you give it to us? Principal cast out. <laughs> oh, look at that graphic. It's you, Spike. I was gonna say, is that
2: supposed to be me?
3: (laughs) Well, it's sure.